Join me right now is UFC lightweight Benil Dariush. What's going on, Benil? Not much, man. Just uh, resting up, getting ready for the next week. Almost there. Almost fight time. I recently saw a video of a brawl that broke out between you and some of your teammates during a sparring session at King's MMA. Tell me about how important that is during a grueling fight camp. Ah, uh, man, it's nice to goof off, man. Sometimes you need to, you need to just joke around and and relax. But well, basically, it was Fabricio, man. He's a big kid. Uh, anytime he's around, we uh, we all turn into kids. He, I think he kicked Kelvin or something. I don't remember. And I was like, okay, bro, it's like that. So I uh, I ended up hitting him because, you know, I was Calvin was my partner at that moment. He was sparring with Marvin Vittori. I was sparring with Calvin. And uh, as soon as I kicked them, they looked at each other, and then they looked at me, and then they came at us. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Fun times, man, fun times. Um, the last time we saw you in competition was against Tiago Boises at UFC Denver. You got the dominant win, but afterwards you seemed like you weren't really satisfied. Tell me about your thoughts on the performance. I mean, if the fight, if you don't finish the fight, it's definitely not going to be satisfied with the with the performance. But uh, I, I I was grateful that it was dominant. You know, I was able to dominate in every aspect uh, of that uh, of that fight, but would have been uh, better to have it finished. There were some little details I I, I missed. I didn't capitalize on, and I wasn't able to finish the rear naked choke, a couple of the other submissions, so i like to get back and, and fix those. Before that victory, you went through a two-year period of lingering injuries and unfortunate events. During that time, what pushed you to stay confident and move forward? You know, fighting is, is, is the dream, and uh, there's that period was really tough. There was even times where uh, I was thinking about retiring, especially after the one of the fights. It was like 40 seconds, and you know, if, if my chin can't can't hold up, there's no point in fighting. You can be the best fighter in the world, but if, if your chin's not there, you can't can't really do this. And um, uh, but I, you know, spent a lot of time in my scripture. I, I, I prayed a lot, and during that time, um, I, I just felt like. God was saying, "No, you still need to be here. You, yeah, I'm not. You're not done with this area of your life." So I went back out there and then I tried it again. And on top of that, I got a lot of the injuries out of the way, which is, which has been really, really helpful. After that fight, you visited the troops overseas. You got attacked by dogs. I saw that you worked with the bomb squad. How was that experience? I mean, that's got to be one of the best experiences I've ever had to go out there. And, you know, one, training with them, I was I was pretty much ready for that. That's what I thought all I was going to be doing is going out there, training with them, and, and just keeping them company. But it ended up being so much more. I, I got to visit all the troops and what they do, uh, how they do it. They kind of walk me through everything. And just the hospitality, it, it, it was really special for me. I, if I get another chance to do that, I would definitely jump on it. Alright, now your next fight coming up is versus Drew Dober at UFC Wichita. The guy has some momentum that he has built over the last couple of years. What are your thoughts on this matchup? I think Drew's real, uh, he's a real tough test. You know, uh, I've seen him fight. He's even fought my teammates. Uh, I've met the guy. He, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter all around and, and uh, 
if I'm if I don't bring my A game, uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna be able to win this fight. This game is about inches, right? And you possess a two-inch reach advantage over Dober. How vital is that against another southpaw? To be honest, I didn't realize I had a two-inch uh, reach advantage, but yeah, it, it's going to come in handy. Uh, the, the thing with Dober is he's um, he's really, really good in the pocket. He's got some good takedowns. I And uh, controlling the distance, like every fight, but I think in this fight, uh, more important, controlling the distance is just going to be um, is, is going to be key to the victory. You and Kelvin Gastelum were in camp concurrently. How helpful was it having him to work with every day before he left to Australia? Kelvin was awesome to have. You you got to understand, Kelvin is southpaw. He's a similar height, similar uh, reach, and just I, I, I they kind of have a similar body type. And then power wise, I think Kelvin. Is, is just it's just a beast of a man so it was great to getting to work with him for this and i think it was really useful um i'm, I'm grateful for that definitely yeah, definitely good to have kelvin in the camp last few fight camps have been unpredictable unpredictable with pullouts has that affected your approach leading up to this fight on march 9th uh it, it kind of started to uh in, in general and how i approach fights you know i, I haven't had the same opponent from the beginning to the end so far in the last like three fights i think so what what i've tried to do is just focus on me and what i can fix with my game and where i'm, I'm uh what i'm missing in my game and and what i can fill in with the details and that's really what it's been my wrestling i can sharpen in here or, or my jujitsu it's lacking here whatever i can make better that's what i focus on what do you see as the intangibles against drew dober uh, tricky question. Uh, going into that, it's almost going too far into the game plan, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm just going to stick with uh, the distance. Controlling the distance is really the key of this fight. I know you headed out to Denver three weeks out. Are there any plans of getting out to Wichita earlier than usual? I looked at the elevation there. I believe it's like a 1,000 feet. I don't think I'm going to need to go out there early. I'll probably just go out seven days. Normally, it's like five days before the fight, but I'll just go seven days, just just kind of settle in and get used to the place. Your teammate, we mentioned him earlier, Kevin Gastelum. He went all the way out to Australia for UFC 234. Must have been very disappointing for the team, of course, for himself. And he never got to fight for a title. What did you think of that situation and him carrying around the belt at the event? Man, what a bummer. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't imagine being in his position, you know, doing all the work he did. I remember when I spoke to him when he got back, the first thing he mentioned was like, man, I did so many sprints. I woke up so early and I did so many sprints and I could feel for him because right now I'm going through that. Every This morning, you know, I wake up at six, get out, get out of bed, get ready, drink some coffee. Okay, let's go do sprints. Nobody nobody does that for fun. I, I don't I've never met anyone who wakes up in the morning and does sprints and then you got to go to your wrestling practice. You got to go to this practice. So I know how hard his camp was and not having the bonus of fighting at the end of that camp to show all his progress. I, I it must have been very difficult. I, I can't say I've been in his situation, but I, I but I know it must have been very very difficult. And as far as him carrying around the belt, 
you know, uh, I don't blame him. Well, look at Whitaker. No, I like Whitaker. I think he's a great fighter, but he's, it doesn't seem like he's uh, very consistent. I think he fights like once a year. And with that being said, I think Kelvin, Kelvin really felt like he deserved that, that day especially. He's like, hey, man, I worked so hard for this. I'm going to put this on, and, and I want to walk with it. And at that point, I, uh, I, no one's going to tell him different. Is track work the worst part of fight camp? gotta be man i hate running i'm I'm not, I'm not a natural runner i'm i suck at running for one and then everybody's like all every one of my coaches my conditioning coaches like hey you got to get out there you got to do run you got to sprint you got to do this uh, so that's got to be i'm trying to think if i don't the conditioning in general you know I'm, I'm one of those guys if you put me on a mat you put uh you know you have me do mitts far I'll do that for days. I, I, I enjoy grappling. I enjoy hitting mats. I enjoy sparring. I don't enjoy working out. <laughs> if you if you tell me, hey, you got to do 100 pull-ups today and, and, and blah, 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 and so and so, and I, and I don't really have too much motivation to do that unless I do have a fight, unless I am looking to improve. Besides that, I mean, once I'm retired, I always tell my conditioning coach, man, I might never see you again, so <laughs> we got to figure something out. <laughs> All right, one last thing before I let you go. I was always wondering, you know, what are on the fighters' playlist? You know, what do you listen to, you know, in the car, in the headphones? What do you got bumping that you can recommend to the people that are listening or watching? Uh, I, I like Fort Minor a lot. I listen to Fort Minor quite a bit. Uh, recently, I started listening to Lauren Dangle. I'll probably walk out to one of her songs. I'm a big fan of her. Who else is there? I like country music, George Strait. If you guys like country music, you got to listen to George Strait. He's, he's, he's the man. But, yeah, I'm kind of all over the place. It just depends. It depends what mood I'm in, I guess. So that's why I just toss on my shuffle and, and, and let the music play. All right, March 9th, UFC on ESPN Plus 4, Wichita, Kansas. Thank you, Benil, for your time, and uh, good luck on your fight, sir. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Take care.